You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. The very first Christmas carol is what we call the Magnificat. This is a song sung by Mary. And this series on the promise fulfilled, we're going to talk about the four songs of Christmas. The four Christmas carols that we see in the Gospels. Namely, Mary's song, okay, Zechariah's song, Simeon's song, and the angel's song. So we will take a look at these four songs for the next four weeks. But for tonight, we will discuss the Magnificat sung by Mary or Mary's song. Open your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, verses 4 to 6 to 55. Verse 46 says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. That word magnify means magnificat in the Latin. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for He has looked on the humble state of His servant. For behold, and from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For He who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is His name. His mercy is for those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has shown strength in His arms and He has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich He has sent away empty. He has helped His servant Israel in remembrance of His mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Just a very briefly, so that you will understand why Mary sung this song. It's a very beautiful song. Diba? Ang ganda ng Christmas carol. Okay, this is a song of Mary. And I'll give you the background why this is so important, her singing the song. Remember, when the Gospel of Luke opens, there was 400 silent years intertestamental. We came from that series last month, right? Or ilang weeks ba yon? Four weeks rin ba yun? Malachi? Four weeks, right? Uh, in between Malachi and the Gospels, 400 years where God was silent. God did not speak anything, but God was doing something in the background. And the moment the Gospels, when it was written, it, it recounted the things that God declared or things that were happening. Now, two of those stories, as Jesus was about to be born, were about two women. Okay, now, during this time, women were second-class citizens. So they were not allowed to speak. You know, men, it's a very male-dominated society. And so, we see in the Gospels, two women... Elizabeth and Mary in their stories and what happened to them. Now Mary, at this point in time, an angel visited Mary. But the angel Gabriel, you know the story. And tells her, you're gonna be with child. And it's not any child. It's gonna be the savior of the world. Can you imagine that? Of course, every mother. Who are mothers here? Can you raise your hand? Mothers? Diba lahat naman ng mga... Sa mga nanay, lahat ng mga anak natin are special. Right? They're the most beautiful, the most handsome, the most gifted. But, I mean, the angel was declaring, your child will going to be a special child because he's going to be the savior 
of the world. Of course, Mary said, what? I'm, imagine this, Mary is around 15 or 16 years old, a teenager. Of course, she's betrothed to be married to Joseph. Betrothed means, you know, engaged, officially engaged to be married legally. Pero, they have not, no physical uh, contact yet. And so Mary was questioning, Paano mangyayari yon? How can this be? How will that happen? And so she was so distressed because naisip niya na, of course, women are more forward-looking, futuristic, di ba? Especially in terms of relationships and things connected with that. Nako, alam ko na mangyayari. Mabubuntis ako, hindi naman kami ano ni Joseph, i-divorce namin. You know the story, I'm just trying to, di ba? Para lang makarelate tayo. I know what's going to happen. It's going to divorce me. I'm going to face disgrace. I'm going to be ostracized. Wala na yung mga kaibigan ko. I-disown na ako. Yung pamilya ko, i-disown na. So can you imagine the stress, right? In Mary, emotionally. Of course, Joseph finds out about this. When Mary, siguro pa sinabi ni Mary, uh, Joseph, buntis ako. Pero hindi ikaw yung tatay. Sino ang tatay? Holy Spirit. <laughs> Can you imagine? So, yun na, gusto na ni Joseph i-divorce. And so what happened? The angel visits Joseph. Right? I'm just recounting for, for para lang, paraphrase. You can read it, chapter 1. You can read it on your own, but that's what happens. And Joseph and Mary, visited by angel, by the same angel, Gabriel, had two different Responses. Iba yung response nila nung nagsalta yung angel. Because there are differences between men and women. Right? Pag yung men, may problema. Diba? The, when men have problems, when the angel told him this, you know, men like to go to their man caves. They like to be alone. And think about the problem and sort it out. Some have self-pity. Yung iba naman, whatever. Okay? But, so that's why wala na tayong nabasa kay Joseph after ano after the angel visited him. Nandun siya sa man cave niya. Mary on the other hand had the different response. When the angel told her this, guess what happens? Diba women, pag may, pag stressed kayo, what do you do? Aside from shopping and eating, okay? Pag hindi to, but normally the first thing you do is you go to your girlfriends. You go to your BFF, right? You go to the people and you want to talk. You want to let it out. So that's what Mary does. She goes to Elizabeth, her cousin. She was probably thinking, Nako, maintindihan kaya ni Elizabeth to what I'm going through. I mean, what will I tell her? That I'm pregnant but it's not by Joseph and it's going to be by, you know, a ghost. It's going to be the father. And it's going to be the savior of the world. I mean, I don't know how to tell her. But women just open their hearts. So as she goes there and tells her what happened, Elizabeth is not surprised. Because something, a miracle also happened to Elizabeth. Remember? Elizabeth was also barren and beyond bearing age. There was also a miracle baby. So these are two miracle mothers. Yung kay Elizabeth, mas konti lang kasi may, may tatay talaga na human. Right? Kay Mary, ibang klase. That's why when she recounted this story, alam mo yung nangyari? The Bible says that the boy 
John the Baptist, who was in the womb of Elizabeth, suddenly who was filled with the Holy Spirit. You can read that. In the womb, he was filled with the Spirit of God. Siguro, inanun ng Holy Spirit. It says, it leaped. Tumalun daw. It leaped in the womb of Elizabeth. Siguro, sinipa niya Elizabeth. He declare mo na. That's why Elizabeth suddenly, you know, blessed are you among women. <laughs> For now on, you will be called blessed. You know, sinabi ni Elizabeth. And I believe because of that, because of that declaration, because in the midst of the distress, Mary's faith was elevated. Because she understood, okay, you know, maybe God is really doing something. My cousin also had the same thing. Something distressful, iba pala. If you just focus on on the problem, on the things, on the situation, madi distress ka. But you know what's the difference? They focused on God. And that's why, out of that declaration that you are blessed among women, that's when she gave and sang this song. Magnificat, to magnify in the context of a very distressful first Christmas. It changed. Something changed when she began to magnify God. You know, for us, Christmas can be very distressful. Right? Sometimes, kung you, yung mga, of course, you're, if you are uh, if you are the owner of business, yung mga 30 month, mga bonus and all the like, or whatever, matatapos na yung rear. Maybe if you are a salesman, hindi ka pa umabot ng quota. Or maybe, because I guess aside from the traffic, maybe kulang yung whatever. Christmas can be a very stressful season. In fact, do you know that the two months that there are most suicides are Christmas or December and February? for those who are very lonely and things are not going well. In a festive environment, it could be the most stressful times. And that's why this becomes more important. How Mary responded to a stressful uh, situation is to magnify God. Magnify God. Mary was able to have a Merry Christmas because of how she responded. She summarized this in first verses 46 to first 47. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Let me tell you, whatever you're going through, whatever stress, doubt, unbelief, problems you're going through, we should take a look at how Mary responded. Magnify God. Now, a lot of times, the enemy wants us to magnify the wrong things. The enemy wants us to magnify the wrong things. Because there are two, two ways to magnify things. One is called a microscope. Diba? A microscope. A microscope makes small things big. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants for us to make the small irritations, the small problems become big because you nice mukamo and that's all you can see and when something small becomes big it removes god and god is become becomes distant or invisible to you all you see are your problems 
all you see are your stressful situations. But when you say, magnify the Lord, there's another way to magnify, another instrument called the telescope. The telescope makes something distant become closer and we can see it for what it actually is. Right? Like the stars or the moon or the sun. From afar, pala natin maliit lang. But through a telescope, we can actually see it. Wow! Ang laki pala nito. When Mary says, ang sabi ni Mary to magnify the Lord, he does, she's, what she's saying is not to magnify God na to make a small God big. What she is saying is to telescopically magnify God. If you feel that God is far away and distant and small, when we magnify God, we begin to experience Him for who He really is. We begin to see the awesomeness of God. And when we see the awesomeness of God, those big things, those big problems that are facing us, we actually see it for what it really is. Tiny compared to a big and God, uh, a gracious God. Amen? And that's why Mary was able to have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> because she chose to magnify God for who He is. Look at how He started. She started this. She started by declaring the names of God, the God that she serves, the God that she worshipped. Let's take a look at it again. For my soul exalts the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, the Mighty One, the Holy One. These four words. She began to declare, God is Lord over any situation. God is in control. Let me tell you, whatever is happening, you may feel that you're not in control. That's true. But God is in control. God is in charge. She began to declare, God... My God and my Savior. Savior does not only mean salvation from sin, but salvation from things that have befallen you. God wants to save you, even for those distressful and problematic situations. God is also mighty. The mighty one, as it says in NASB. The mighty one. God is mighty. There's nothing He cannot do. There is nothing impossible with God. And God is holy, the Holy One of Israel. Magnifying God. When she began to declare that, you know, those big problems, you know, in light of that, God who's seemingly far away, my God is Lord. My God is Savior. The problem becomes smaller. God becomes bigger. My God is mighty. My God is holy. Then you see things in the right perspective. You see the problems become microscopic. And you begin to see a big God for who He really is. And that's why when she recognizes and declares this, when you magnify God, you several ways to magnify. You thank Thanksgiving. Psalm 65 says, magnify the Lord with thanksgiving. But here in Luke 1, she says, I re- rejoice okay, over my God. Okay? Rejoicing magnifies God. So whatever your situation is, begin to thank God that in spite of that, that God is Lord. 
God is Savior. That's how you begin. And I believe as she went through this, she because she reflected on who her God is, she declared three things about God that made her so hopeful, that made her rejoice even more. And what are these three things? She began to declare that God is mindful. Say that with me, mindful. Ibig sabihin, our mind is full. Look at verse 48. For he has looked in the humble estate of his servant, for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. You know, can you imagine the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has chosen because she lives in an obscure place. God's work of salvation began at an obscure place in an unknown teenager in the middle of nowhere. Right? Such a humble beginning. The King of Kings, the Creator of heavens and earth, chose this teenager. Chose even to dwell for nine months in the womb of that teenager. Let me tell you, God thinks about you a lot. Even as she is mindful of Mary, his servant, he is mindful of you. He's mindful. His thoughts are about you. His mind is full of concerns and thoughts and love about you. That's what Psalm chapter 8 says. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? This is actually what Mary was saying. I'm just a humble servant. How? How, Lord? Why? Psalm 139 says, For precious are your thoughts about me, concerning me, concerning you. Do you know that? Maybe you don't realize it. Maybe because of what you have experienced. Maybe of the negative things that you have encountered. Dito sa, sa, nangyari sa ngayon, the last this year. You think that God thinks highly. Maybe kinalimutan ka na ni Lord. Maybe God does not hear me. Maybe God does not really care about me. But let me tell you, the Bible says otherwise. How precious to me are your words. If I were to count them, they would be as numerous or more numerous than the sand in the seashore. Mas marami pa daw iniisip ni Lord tungkol sa'yo kaysa sa mga buhangin na nasa beach. Can you imagine that? God is thinking about you. You at the back. God is thinking about you. And His thoughts about you are not, He's not saying, bad trip naman to. Hindi na naman nagbasa ng Bible. Late na naman. No. His thoughts about you are precious. His thoughts about you is encouraging. Wow. This is my son and my daughter. They're precious to me. And this is their destiny as they continue to follow me. God's thoughts for you are precious. And God is always thinking about you and remembering you. Who wants to know God's thoughts about you? Anyone? Do you want to know what God thinks about you? Can you raise your hand if you want to know? Okay. Sir, what's your name? Jerome. Okay. 
Can you stand up, Jerome? <laughs> okay. Jerome, God just wants you to know that, you know, this season, you feel like as you serve Him, as you, you, you tried everything, you feel like there, you've been pre- being pressed. You, have, you feel pressure in several sides. But the Lord is even saying, you know, even in that pressure, I'm, I'm releasing a treasure inside of you because, I, because there's something about your faith and perseverance. And you feel, sometimes you feel like, Lord, I'm going to serve you no matter what. And God approves. And God is going to reward. Do not give up, my son, because I am a great rewarder for those who diligently seek me. I know your sacrifices. I know the times that you feel like, you know, uh, okay, but you always went okay, the extra mile for me. And whatever you've done, it will return back to you. Because in this next three months, it will be a season of returning back. It's going to be coming back to you, the sacrifices that you have. Those are the thoughts of God for you. Thank you. Listen, I don't have time to go around. Okay? Si Francis na lang, okay? After the service daw, pilipilahan niyo siya, okay? Nasabihin niya yung thoughts ni God for you. <laughs> but let me tell you, you go. You can listen to God. God's voice, you want to he- hear God's voice? It's through the Bible. Because that's His Word. You read it every day. And you ask God, God, speak to me. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You take time. Not just to read when you pray. Don't just tell God, Lord, ito yung mga problema, ito yung mga kailangan ko. You slow down. You stop. And you listen. Let me tell you, God will speak to you in greater ways. In more ways than you've ever imagined. That's why in this season, in this season, in the midst of the bustle, and the hustle of Christmas, you stop and you listen. And that's how you will come encouraged. And you will understand the mind of God for you. It's not to harm you, give you hope and a future, right? That's what Mary understood. This God who is awesome, who's big, He's thinking about this humble servant thinking about you and me. But not only that, God is not only mindful, but God is mighty. Say that with me. God is mighty. Verse 51, For He has shown strength with His arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. Of course, it's very anthropomorphic. Or God, God who is spirit is given human qualities, if you may. The strength of His arm. In fact, the Bible normally says, God's arm is not too short to save. That, that, that word strength that we read in verse 51 is a very important word, peculiar word in the original language. Kratos, which literally means the working of mighty deeds. That word strength literally means God is working mighty deeds for you. Imagine that. Hindi lang mga ordinary, Lord, itong mga, 
you know, ito, ito lang kailangan ko. Extraordinary. Even impossible things. Mighty deeds. God is a mighty God. Let me tell you, there is nothing impossible with Him. You know, in the ministry that I am in today, in the Spirit Empowerment Ministry, let me tell you, I've seen more of these things than ever before. But it's not just for pastors or for me. Every single one, every believer, everyone who believes and puts his faith in me, this power is actionable. His strength is for you. His strength, He wants to work mighty deeds in your behalf. Mary, remember Mary? How can this be, angel? How can I become pregnant? I'm a virgin. And of course, the famous reply in verse 37 of Luke 1, For nothing is impossible with God. You know the word nothing? What, do you know what literally means? It means nothing. <laughs> Walang impossible kay Lord. Nothing is impossible with God. Let me tell you. This ver- I like the other translation in the new NIV. of The verse 37, the translation of nothing is impossible with God is for no word from God will ever fail. Do you know why nothing is impossible? Because whatever promise God has for you, He will fulfill it. That is what this series is all about. Promise fulfilled. God is a promise-keeping God. Every promise that He has said, He will keep it. He never fails. No word of God will ever fail you. God's power is made manifest through His promises. If you want to see the power of God in your life, you hold on and have faith in that promise. Persevere. Do not waver. Stand on His promise. Stand on that promise. And watch God. Sometimes we feel like we're holding on to the promise. But you know what? It's God's promise holding on to you. Supporting you. Making sure that you make it. It's not about you. It's about God. Do not waver. Rejoice and declare and magnify God through His promises, through the Bible. You know, let me share the story. Um, I have a a small group, a victory group, uh, when I was in uh, Victory Katipunan. And in, you know, this is a very prayerful, a woman of faith, a woman of prayer. And one of her faith goals is that her siblings would get saved. Okay, now her siblings who reside in the U.S. are top medical doctors. Brilliant minds, talagang top medical doctors in the U.S., practicing doctors. But they, both of them are atheists. And every time she would share with them, she would visit, 
they would always argue. You know, why are you trying to change us? Can't you just accept us? You know, is that the kind of Christianity that you cannot accept who we are and what we are? So they in a stalemate and she would always get frustrated. But one day, one, uh, I think, one prayer and fasting, which will happen this January when you come back, about January 8th, okay? This is a prelude already, okay? Uh, prayer and fasting. She, she believed God. She stood in the promise of God in Acts chapter 16, but if you believe, you and your household will be saved. And for her, it seems impossible because talagang ilang beses, for years, trying, nothing happened. And so that year, you know, something happened to her. She actually went through what we call a thyroid storm. If you're in the medical profession, there was something wrong with her thyroid. And so what, she got hospitalized. And long story short, nagkaroon siya ng, nagkaroon ng water in her lungs and she you know, uh, had asphyxation. Okay? In other words, she flatlined for 10 minutes because napuno ng water in her lungs. Now she could not breathe. And so they had, to, they had to remove the water, punch into her lungs before they can revive her. So, 10 minutes, flatline, wala, dead. Okay? And when they were able to revive her after 10 minutes, comatose. And so, the, all the family came, including the two brothers. When they came, top doctors in the US, no more. There's no more hope. But the husband began to declare and stand on God's word. No. Bible says in Psalm 103, I mean, if you read Psalm 103, it's very, very parallel to how Mary okay, magnifies. But anyway, it says there, diba? Uh, uh, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His benefits. Who heals us, who saves us. And so every, every night, He would declare. He would have a prayer meeting in the hospital. They were given favor. And so he would, we would be there. And so every night, He would pray. And you know what? The two brothers were there just observing in the prayer meeting because wala, lang sila. And you know what? After 10 days where the doctor says wala nang pag-asa, she woke up from her comatose. And after that, the doc, they, they take, took a look at her as well. She woke up but she still like, you know, going to be like a vegetable or parang wala nang she will not be able to go and live a normal life. But every day, she, he began to pray. And you know what? There was a miracle. Within 45 days of declaring and standing on the Word of God, she got home from the hospital, fully healed. I mean, I not have time to tell the entire story. But because of that incident, the two brothers went to church and began to testify you know, there's no way, there's no physical way this could have happened apart from a true and living and powerful God. Let me tell you, nothing is impossible with God. Whatever you're going through today that seems impossible, that seems too big, let me tell you, God is bigger than that. Ibahin yung lens na ginagamit nyo. Okay? So God... Mary understood God was mindful of her, that God is mighty in her behalf, and finally that God is merciful. Say that to me, merciful. Look at the verse. 
God ex- exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things. And He has helped His servant Israel. Those three words, you know, I mean, who will God move for? He will not just move for anyone, but He will move for those who are humble, those who are hungry, and those who are helpless. In fact, there's a contrast here about the proud, about those who are arrogant. You know, the ministry of preparing for Jesus, as described by John the Baptist, every mountain will be brought low and every valley will be filled up. God is in the business of exalting the humble and humbling the exalted. That's why, I don't know about you, but I would rather humble myself under God's mighty arm and let Him exalt me. Let Him exalt you. Because if you exalt yourself, then God will be the one to humble you. Because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That's the state of Mary. That's what God came in. And let me tell you, God does a lot better job at doing both. About humbling and exalting people. But let me tell you, this Christmas season is a season that feeds on the discontentment of people. That's why those commercials, infomercials, right? Yung mga ads, but you need to buy this, you need to get this, this is a new model. Especially this Christmas season, feeds on that discontentment. Right? But the only discontentment that we should have is a discontentment for more of God in our lives. Because if not, then we will be running after the wrong things. We should be hungry for Him. Only the hungry will be filled. Have you ever tried to go to Vikings or Circles or one of those buffet places? Pagbusog na busog na kayo? You will not be able to be... Wala na, wala na space, right? Some of you need space for God. You need to make room for God in your heart. You need to make room for God in your life. In fact, that's another song of joy to the world. Right? Let every heart prepare Him room. You need to make room for God. Don't just find a room. Make room for God. Anyway, that's beside the point. But every hung, the hungry will be filled. And God extends His grace and mercy to the humble, to the hungry, to the helpless. God, contrary to the saying that God helps those who help themselves, God helps those who are helpless. God looks and remembers and is mindful and extends power and help to the helpless. And let me tell you, as I close this evening, I believe God wants us to experience the true meaning of Christmas. That's why this Christmas, instead of magnifying all these things, let us magnify God's greatness, God's graciousness, as revealed in Jesus Christ. Amen? What kind of songs are coming out of your mouth this Christmas?
Maybe iba sa inyo yung song nyo, Pasko na Sinta Ko. We need to sing the right songs. What are you magnifying this season? Are you magnifying your problems or God's promises? Let me tell you, just like Mary, in spite of whatever situation you're going through, Magnificat could be real for us as we magnify God in spite of what we are going through today. Let's bow down and pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you have not left us or abandoned us. You're constantly thinking and mindful of us. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.